Welcome to Three Things Podcast, a podcast about journeys and the things we hold in our hands. For us, it's a good book, a favorite drink. Christine and I will be having conversations with friends, both old and new, asking them to share their faith journeys, and of course, what do they hold in their hands? So join us on this journey where we hope you will find some inspiration. If you like what you hear, please let us know and be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Because ultimately, we are all on a journey, and sometimes the best thing we can hold in our hand is the hand of a friend. Hey, Christina, you know, um, we've done a couple podcasts by now, and we haven't really been telling anybody when and where they can find our podcast. I know. What is up with that? I know. I thought it was maybe our secret. We didn't want anyone really to listen to our podcast. No, that can't be it because we do want we do. people to listen. And our guests have good stories to tell. Yes, they do. And we want people to hear their stories. So let us tell you that you're going to find our podcast on the second and the fourth Mondays of every month. And? And on the first of the month, first Monday of the month, we will always have a little extra called One Thing. Yeah, that's yeah, it's your bonus episode. Right. So where can they find these? Well, okay, um, they can find it. These, the, it's just Idaho Deacon Jason, IdahoDeaconJason.com. Go to that website. There's a link. You can go ahead and it says Three Things Podcast. Just click right on that link. It'll take you right there. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, and we're in Google. Uh, podcast. So just uh, type in three things podcast and hopefully you'll find us. But when you do follow us, yes, please. That way you'll know when new episodes come out. And the other way we would really love for you to, to follow us on Instagram. Yes. So we have an Instagram account. Uh, it's at three underscore things underscore podcast. And uh, we will be posting on the second and the fourth Mondays of the month, a picture of our guests. Yeah. So you can see some things there. And they'll have other things. Yeah. Uh, Saint. Yeah. Sometimes Saints. a saint of the day. Sometimes the drink that our we're drink. enjoying. Right. Um, uh, sometimes a quote from sometimes someone. A quote. And we're going to try to give away some things like stickers. Yes. And I'm trying to convince you to make some t-shirts with our faces on them. No, that is probably not going to happen. But can we have some t-shirts? Yes. How about hoodies? I really no, like hoodies. No, no, no. I like hoodies. <laughs> so, so anyway, please uh, follow us. Um, please share this podcast. But more importantly, we just want to say thank you. Um, and so thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. And, and if you want a hoodie, let us know. Yes, please, because I would like a hoodie. Give us some feedback. And with that being said, thank remember you. always, right, the best thing you can hold in your hand is the, the hand, hand of, of a friend. friend. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Three Things Podcast. I'm Christina. And this is Jason. And we are super excited today to have our very good friend, Jenny Bradford, on our podcast today. That's right. And hey, Jenny, uh, you got to know, when we decided to do this podcast, uh, your name was on the top of the list. Not the top. That's true. There was one name above you. Yeah, Pope Francis was right above yours. <laughs> I am touched. Yes, right. Uh, Pope Frank hasn't gotten back to us yet, yeah, though. No. So okay. um, we have. We're to, waiting for that email. We're waiting for that call. Well, I have high hopes for you. 
yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I to be honest, I don't think I'd want. I love Pope Francis. Nothing about it. Just the pressure. Yeah, I of having the Pope on your show. Maybe he'd crack some good jokes. Yeah, but what if he doesn't? Yeah, then you're stuck. You got to carry the whole show. That's no yes. good. But anyway, so I was thinking about all these wonderful things to say about you, and one word came to mind, and it's bubbly. So one thing I love about you is that you're bubbly, and I know you have a ton of good stories to tell us. And uh, so, with that in mind, um, I know you're on Zoom. And I wish you were here in my house because then I could share a wine with you. So I am right now a cheers to Jenny because I'm drinking my wine. So Jenny, what are you drinking? Well, um, at this moment, at this moment, let's start there. I am drinking a, a, <laughs> this is when you need your cheaters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're trying to read the label, you know? Yeah. So, Harney and Sons uh, hot cinnamon spice tea. Oh. But wow. that's now because it's after seven, right? Right. Um, but earlier, I have, I mean, I have opened two bottles of wine. <laughs> One is a New Age Sweet oh, in the okay. fridge, chilling. And the other is a Chateau Saint Michel out of Washington, a Cabernet Sauvignon that is also open. So I may have poured that earlier. <laughs> tea. Oh, so you had wine first and now tea. Wine first, then tea. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm cold you. now. Yeah, I know. I like the little sleepy time tea, but first okay. wine and then sleepy time. Yeah. yeah. You know, to live in Idaho in the winter, um, I learned a long time ago, you have to have something that you enjoy to get you through the winter in Idaho. Yes. yes. And I tried skiing and that was a disaster. And right. I tried ice skating and that was a disaster. And snow machining is way too much money. And all of that costs a lot of money. And then I tried snowshoeing and that was a little bit of fun for a minute. And so then I decided on tea drinking. <laughs> <laughs> tea drinking. That's good tea drinking. That's my winter time sport. Yeah, that's your winter. That is a good sport. Do you ever add a little whiskey to your tea? Have a little hot toddy? Um, on occasion. That would be like high risk sport, like the X Games of tea. Well, yes. right? And of course, you can start your day with an Irish coffee. You know, there's that. That's yes. true. So That's true. just maybe we better broaden out to warm, warm drink drinking. Yes. Warm drink drinking. Yes. You know, I have found a wintertime warm drink that I really enjoy. And um, all those things that you mentioned, Jenny, the skiing, the snow machine, the it's just all um, cold, Jason. Well, it is, it is, it is. But I will tell you this. Um, I've kind of stuck with this cross-country skiing thing. Um, because it isn't like snowshoeing, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, snowshoeing, you have to walk up the hill. Yeah. And then you have to walk back down the hill. At least when you go cross-country skiing, you can walk up the hill. You kind of walk up the hill. I know, Jason. You're oh, sure. Yep. Your own propulsion. <laughs> right, but going down the hill, right. you don't have to walk. So There's that. That's our dog barking. It manages to ruin just about every podcast. Every podcast. But anyway, this warm drink that I go. So that you ready for this? This is a special. This is a special concoction. You know what? You could probably let her in here. Sorry, we got dog issues. It's okay. She, it's at night. She goes crazy. So here it is, though. Ready? What so I get. So this is what I do after I go skiing. I get one of those little packets of those little 
vitamin C powder drinks. Oh yeah. You know, those little high vitamin C. Yeah. And then you pour it in a little hot mug in a mug and then you heat up a whole bunch of water and then you put a healthy shot of whiskey. And if you're, and, and what you do, I like is, um, an apple flavored whiskey. Oh, orange. And then you put hot water on it. And, um, that seems to make me feel a lot better after I go. And, you feel like you get and I get my vitamin C. Is vitamin C. See? Like a tasty tang, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right, and I'm getting yeah. healthy. It needs a little tang in it to be tangier. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should buy you some tang. Yes. There's too much sugar in tang. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Tang or not. What are you reading, my friend? Well, been or watching, we've talked about this before, books, magazines, essays. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I, you know, I started a new job about two and a half years ago. And, and, and one of the requirements of my new job was a certification that I had to attain that required seven courses, seven three credit courses. And so every semester I have taken a course. And so my reading Sadly, my free time leisure reading is very much centered on school mm. and the reading for my coursework. And so I finished that in December. And so for a minute, like I'm really not reading anything, but I am listening. I am listening. So my, my current favorite, like soul feeding thing to listen to is, I think I shared with you this with you before, Christina. But we have a really nice little morning radio show here in the Treasure Valley. I think it's in the Magic Valley too. And it's called Morning Light on oh, yeah. Light Radio. And it's from 7 to 8 a.m. with Brian Helen Hope Brian. And I love that thing. That's and cool. it posts on Facebook every day. So if I miss it during my, if I have a different commute or whatever happens, I can listen later and I love it. It's one little hour of time that reconnects me to things that are hopeful and joyful and meaningful. And I listen to that almost every day and I love it. I love it. Love it. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. We, I, it's on the, it's, we listen, we've can heard we it. We've heard it. Um, we, we can get it on our little, you know, well, we tell Alexa play <laughs> salt it, it actually alexa and jason argue every day um do. i don't know who wins but we tell her to play salt and light radio and we I th is that what we get then no salt and light and then, we, then we go or... salt and light catholic radio yeah she yeah. has she yeah. struggles she, she struggles. struggles so i get it maybe you know the five times we try to listen to it mm -hmm. i maybe get it twice Mm -hmm. um and then i just get so angry you know yeah sometimes it makes us it, it has almost i'll tell you that the frustration of trying to get it on our radio has the exact opposite effect of what it apparently That's is not good. i gotta what just go to facebook just forget about alexa okay Alexa's not a she's a cheater sometimes you gotta be careful with her no well and i think she listens to me she needs an iep Jenny, <laughs> so you listen in the morning and it, I, it just the topics or just the conversation or just is yeah. it the, the positivity of the morning is it yeah it's it's like I have I really I really don't listen to anything else but that station anymore in the car uh, yeah and um 
but that's kind of my little joy is this little one hour, this one hour radio show. It's, it's got great little bits. There's a cooking with scripture with Chef Lou Aaron. There's a saint of the day. There's religious ed stuff. There's, I mean, it's just full of little tidbits of things that feed me. And so I find, especially during this COVID time and, you know, not being able to be as involved in um, mass, I'm a practicing Catholic emphasis on practicing, but <laughs> not able to, it's a, it's a struggle in a journey. Sure, right. So, right. practicing, um, but right. not being able to be there as often as I would be um, is difficult. And so it's a little bit that just feeds me every day and I find it meaningful and I find it joyful and there's always something I take away. So I just Excellent. kind of love it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. How have you guys done COVID by the way, with attending church? Has that worked? No. I mean, in one word, no. Haven't been since March, not my church building. Um, of course, you know, I watch on Facebook and in other ways, but it, it's not great. It's just not great. Um, I, I had a very special little group of ladies that were um, a part of my everyday life for a long time when I lived in Idaho Falls. And they still are, but differently now because I moved. But um, I had this really cool little group of ladies and we met every week for a little prayer group. And um, that was fantastic. And I, I haven't found that since I moved. So it's a little bit of a struggle but that was really a meaningful thing. And since we moved, we just haven't quite found a fit, a parish home, if you will. Um, and so that's, you know, that's really something to work through. And so we're just, it's not great, but we're doing the best we can. I suppose during uh, COVID, you, you really don't, yeah, you, you don't get to try and search for that group either because not really. Yeah. Not really. It's it just it's just more of a barrier, you know. And it is what you make it. And so you do the best you can to to connect and to find community because that's very much what a faith journey is about is community, at least for me. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of community I haven't quite been able to reestablish and COVID makes it more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I know that little group that you were a I part know. of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. a special little group. Yes. Yeah. That misses you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, you know, I've wondered, okay, so two things in your little comment, uh, Jenny, that, that sparked my thought was, you know, I was thinking today, I, you know, I went skiing today, had the day off and um, enjoyed a little time. It was bluebird. It was blue sky today. First time. In yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah. But I, so you're out there and you got nothing else to do, but, you know, breathe and pant and sweat and try to move along the snow and, and, and it's quiet. And I thought that that question came to mind is, um, how do, how do people come back to church? Um, right. and, and not that's what this is podcast is about, but and I don't not saying that, but I but I but I guess I just that was the comment I kind of or the the thought when you made that comment, right? How how do we come back and 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 how do we come back when um, you know the community 
wasn't that strong for us when March hit, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. so what's the draw? So that, that'll be an interesting struggle or an interesting piece to watch, um, in, you know, and I would, I would argue from, from my friends who aren't just Catholic, you know, that that's across the board, right? Oh, yeah. uh, no matter what church you go to, it, you go to church, it's a routine, and then you get out of the routine and sometimes start starting those routines is, is almost harder than it was breaking them. Maybe. Right. Right. You know, Jason's uh, parents recently moved here <clears throat> and you know, the change, if you move during COVID, it, it makes it more difficult for you to find that little spot, you know, that new friends, you can't really just find new friends in, during a pandemic. And it's hard to find a group of people that you can hang with or prayer groups and those kind of things. So when I, you know, I thought of when they moved here, that they're not the only ones that do that, that move during a pandemic. What a struggle that is and how much more lonely that is when you right. take that step. And you were already there in Boise and, and, uh, and then, you know, you, you start getting, you feel like maybe you're starting to get some things going on and then boom, kind yeah. of, yeah, the kiboshes on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna get better. It's gotta get better. Yeah. Well, and you know, Christine, you bring up a good point and Jason, you too, because, you know, in Idaho, I mean, if we, if we switch a little bit, um, there were 11,000 students that just didn't show up to school this year. Mm -hmm. That just didn't show up. Not that checked out, not that, I mean, they just, they're just missing. Mm -hmm. They didn't move to online. No. They didn't move to some, no. they didn't get registered in a homeschool no. or in a, no, just 11,000 students. 11,000 students MIA. Gone. Yeah. And so, it, you know, in that institution, and that's a different thing, but it's, you know, it's a legal requirement for parents to have their students in, in school in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and so if that's the way education can go, you know, it's a similar transition to think about walking back into your actual church building and, and you know, it's been a fearful time. So thinking about risking safety and at what point is it really safe and all of those things, those are obstacles. But, you know, I think, I think we just, you know, for, for me and my family, we just do the best we can. You know, you just, you just try to find the connections where you can and um, you talk to people and you listen to things that feed your soul. Yes. Yeah. You know, the radio station. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or you read things that feature soul. Yeah. Wow, good point. I hadn't thought about that connection. Jenny, you're so smart. So 11, you know, thinking about if 11,000 kids somehow, and that's just in our state, of course, right. Right. have just somehow stopped coming to school and we don't know where they're at and what they're doing. We know people have stopped coming to church as well. We don't know what they are doing and what part they are. Because I know that, the, you know, our, our churches are open. I think yours is open too, right? Yeah. I mean, limited seating, all the safety precautions, but you still look out and I'm still not seeing the people that I've seen before. And I'm wondering why, right? Why aren't you coming back? And I try to tell them, no, I've been going. It's, it's very safe in the church. And in fact, our 
our priest is super safe, right? But still they're not. And so where are they? And, and why, you know, why are they choosing to kind of just disappear much like a child just disappearing, not going to school? I never thought of that correlation. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, and I heard something on that, on that same radio program, you know, there was some discussion about kind of the same topic and the idea that, you know, so now people can tune into, you know, St. Peter's in New York City, and I prefer that mass instead now. <laughs> right, right, right. I know. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, so, it, it puts church shopping on a whole new level, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you, you don't ever like have the... church envy, this is your opportunity. Right. I know. I told my mom that, um, I mean, her church, small place in Wyoming, didn't, isn't doing, you know, live streaming on Facebook. So I tell her that she could go ahead and watch our church and, and that would be a way that she and I could connect. And she's like, well, I watch EWTN, Christine, those churches are beautiful. She's like, sometimes they change churches and I get to see a new beautiful church every day. And I mean, she she's all about how beautiful the church is. And I'm thinking community, like it doesn't matter to me, but yeah, it is what it is. It's whatever makes her feel good, right? Yeah. So yeah, the, the beautiful church. You can be in at the Vatican, I suppose, and have church with the, with the Pope. That's Lucky right. you. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, how has the move been? You shared a little bit of, you know, you obviously uh, parish wise and you know small group wise and fellowship group wise, um, but the last two years, um, good, bad, happy, indifferent, or change topic Jason <laughs> you know, all, of you, all of you above Jason okay. um, you know I talk about a faith journey I mean really talk about a faith journey I grew up in southeast Idaho you know and and now I live across the state which really isn't that far right <laughs> really isn't this far that far but it's a it's a shift it's a change and um to make that kind of a change my husband and i have been married for four years and between us we have seven children this is not our first nor our second marriage <laughs> and between us we have seven kids right um who range in age from now nine to 33 and we got married four years ago and two and a half years ago, there was a job opening in Boise. And a friend of mine said, you need to do this. And we prayed about it and we prayed about it and we prayed about it. And, you know, I, I think it's more important to listen when you pray than it is to speak. <laughs> it's also more challenging to listen than it is to speak. And so our prayer, you know, oftentimes when I pray, it comes back as kind of um, not yet or no or okay. There's always an answer. And I kind of live by do the next right thing and stand still until you know what that is. Well, we stood still in this decision until we knew what it was and it was apply. And so I did. And I ended up getting the job 
And that was a little surprise. And then it was this holy crap moment. <laughs> I got the job. Oh no, right? <laughs> what are we going to do? My husband's a truck driver. He's driving cross country. He's gone five days a week. And how are we going to do this? We have seven kids. Not that many of them lived with us, but we have seven kids and we have all these people that this will affect and all this change is going to happen. And holy cow. And how do we move? We're in a lease, we're renting. And I had this great little family member who lived in Boise who said, um, just stay with us, commute and stay with us until your lease is up. So, I mean, we went through this giant 13 week transition before we moved over. And I cried the first nine months every single day. It was like being pregnant, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> worse every day my hair started to fall out i was oh, like a disaster for about nine months oh, yeah it was a mess so it was very difficult at first you know and, and for all the reasons we've just talked about we're talking new community we're talking i've lived my life in a place and i know lots of people and i'm very connected and then i come here and i can go to I can go to Walmart and not see one person I know. I can go anywhere and not speak to anybody. And that was absolutely foreign, absolutely foreign. And so this loneliness and this, you know, fear and, oh my gosh, it's going to take more than 15 minutes to get anywhere. That was a big deal. It was a giant big deal. Um, and so I laugh about it now, but all of these things were just very difficult to, to navigate. But what's happened is my husband's job is better. He comes home every night now. Um, <laughs> we were able to purchase a home in April, yeah. right? In a more expensive market. It, yes. Yes. And, and not just expensive, tight. Tight. <laughs> Super tight market. There's nothing there. <laughs> right? And right. we were able to do that. And, and that is... You know, that is something that for both of us in about the 10 years prior to that, affordable housing had been a big struggle for both of us for a long time. And so to finally reach that point that we could buy a house and then the way that it was just provided, <laughs> it, was, it was little miracle after little miracle after little miracle after little miracle. And so the unfolding of this entire plan to get to the answer to your question, um, pretty amazing just pretty amazing and it's all really just been step by step and listening and waiting to know what the next right thing is and standing till still until we do and so the move has been really good it's been hard it's been emotional it's been it's been difficult but now two of our seven kids live here my grandson lives here my husband's son moved from Seattle a year ago. They're here oh, now. Right now. Um, you know, it's just, it's just come together. It's really just come together. So as hard as it's been, it's, it's the right thing. So in a way, um, it sounds like the community, I mean, I know you had family, you know, um, on the southeast side of the state. Oh, yeah. But it sounds like, in a way, the family is sort of come together right you moving there is sort of and i'm not by intention i'm sure but no it just you know happened. it just happened right yeah yeah so three of the seven are here you know jenny you you said something there and i and and i just i guess i want to say this um 
you're 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 sitting and waiting to let something happen, right? To to wait for that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you just didn't learn that, you know, two and a half years ago. I mean, practicing, Jason. Remember the word, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying though is that has been that has been that I don't want to say a mantra, but I mean, you've modeled that in so many different ways and in so many different experiences throughout your life that you know, when the walls start coming down or when things start kind of crashing in, um, you, you've been, I, I have always observed you as one that, yes. okay, I'm going to plant my feet until my feet are told to move. And no matter how dark or how, how high the rubble stacks up, um, you know, we're going to, and then, and then that other thing, you know, when it's got, and then, and then there's no doubt in your mind when it's time too. I mean, I think that's, that's the blessing of that, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, and I've always had, I've always had such good people. And yeah, you two, you two are at the very tippy top of that list. And yeah, whenever- Wait, things, are we right below Pope Francis? <laughs> right, yes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> We're not personally acquainted. So I think that puts you at the top. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> But I just always had such great people. And, you know, even I spent 10 years as a single parent raising two daughters. And, you know, that is not an easy thing to do. It's also not easy to have friends who are couples when you're a single. And so that is the thing I always loved so much and appreciated about you two and several of our other friends that we've known over the years is no matter what, I was always included in that circle. And I had such great perspective from the two of you and from others. And yes, when things were difficult, when, when, when I was worried about, you know, I'll go back to housing. When I was worried about housing, Jason said the word sticks and bricks. You know, what's your vocation? You're a mother. This is sticks and bricks. Right, they make more, right? Right, they're everywhere. It's weird. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's weird. Right. And so just that, yeah, it's always just been, you know, listening and waiting until the next right thing. And so many times it comes through other people. That next right thing. Yeah. Jenny, I got it. I'm serious. That, that, that is not a strong point of mine. Um, <laughs> well, it, and the, and the standing still. No, I can't do that. Do either. the next right thing and stand still. I like stand that. Still until you know. Yeah. Right. You know what that is. Which shows the patience that you have. The fact that you're always resolute. Practice. So I, you've so never, you, you <laughs> one thing I like about you is you never quit. And I, I have a hard time with quitters, but you are not a quitter. So that must be why I like you. So. <laughs> But you never quit. Like you're, you don't fall on the floor in a big pile and blah, 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 you know, that you can't move forward. You're like, well, this is what I'm going to do because, you know, that's the, you just move forward. You just mm-hmm. do. You have to keep moving yeah. and keep going right. day by day. So, yeah. you know, in a, in a little bit of way, if we go back to maybe, you know, that sowing and reap, we didn't talk about that, but I guess that's what jumped in my mind is, a lot of those struggles, um, you know, especially leading up um, before you and your husband got together, leading up before uh, you guys decided to move. I mean, struggles, right? Struggles, everything from, you know, housing struggles to time struggles to relationship struggles with kids and then trying to make a blended family 
into a palatable drink is it near impossible, right? It, you take yeah, all these different ingredients and you throw them in a blender. Great. Yeah. What do you do? You know, you how to make that come out so that it works for everyone. Um, and so there's to me, there's this idea, you know, through all those struggles, there was a sewing time, S-O-W. Right. I yeah. Know. And now, and I'm not saying you've you're reaping everything, right? But there is this the blessings you are getting blessings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and hallelujah, right? Yes. Time. <laughs> We're supposed to be reaping some things in this harvest of our life, right? Yes. 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 So, Bart and I talk bit. about that all the time. Though my husband Bart and I talk about that all the time. You know, the blessings that we can we can count. You know, they're just, it's easy right now. It's easy right oh, now. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, not that it's not with our challenges, but abound. I mean, just abound. Wow. That's a, yeah. That is a testimony, Jenny, because there were times it wasn't easy. No, no. So that's a testimony. There are some things that aren't, but the blessings just, I mean, it just out, outweighs things, you know? So, any one story that stands out? I mean, we, we've kind of, we've kind of clumped them all together. And, 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 but is there any one particular thing that kind of jumped out at you? If you were to share a story, uh, maybe with the hope of encouraging someone or inspiring someone, what would be the story? Well, you know, when I say, when I say I'm a practicing Catholic, that has not been, it isn't easy to be a Catholic. It, it is not for the weak. <laughs> it is, but it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. There no. are, you know, there are foundational beliefs that are challenging. And, um, and I'm going to talk about this because I don't think, I know I don't hear about it often. And when you were married in the Catholic Church and divorced, and you go through the annulment process, and all of that's cleaned away, um, it's fantastic. But the rules are sometimes that things that get in people's way. And I will tell you that as a practicing Catholic, I struggled with the rules, and I'm struggling now. Right. And so a story I would tell you continues. There's no end to it right now. Um, but as I mentioned, my husband and I married four years ago, and he's he's not Catholic. He was raised LDS. And um, he too had to go through the annulment process because that's one of the one of the things we have to do. And after that, we were then asked to do some things that we are still struggling to do. <laughs> right. Um, several steps we still have to take. And it 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 gets difficult and it it makes you defensive, made me defensive. Um, like, I, I don't really want to do all that. Why do I have to jump through hoops? I don't want to jump through hoops. I just want to, I just want to be Catholic. How hard, I mean, come on now. Like there's people leaving. I'm knocking on the door. Right, right. <laughs> I'm the front of the line. <laughs> Let me in. Let me in. And so, you know, that is a really, you know, that, that story that is still unfolding and certainly not complete yet is, is, is difficult. Um, but to truly live the faith, we, we need to get that taken care of. And so, you know, we, we will. 
um, but the story isn't finished yet. It's just not finished yet. Right. But well, when you, you know, Jenny, like, I got to, I got to be honest. I just got to tell you, I, I thank you for sharing that. I mean, you're when you said it's a story you don't often hear. You don't, right? No. No. Um, you know, if if an annulment is an issue or it's you know divorce and remarriage, um, you know, they get shuffled aside to the nearest deacon or the nearest lay minister or the nearest church office person to fill out paperwork, and then. Oh, you know, just hang in there, it'll get done, hang in there, get done. But I mean, that's not, I mean, it, yet nobody talks about it, right? And there is a process and there is um, a torment to a certain mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's like, that's, I don't know. I, okay. I mean, not to be, oh, please, uh, you know, Salt and Light Radio, don't get mad at me, but when's the last time you've heard someone in the morning talk to you about talk on the radio how difficult it is to join the church because right. they were married and or divorced remar and remarried yeah right we don't no, we don't talk but, about it. and that's a reality in our church. people over it we lose people over it and i'm not saying that we el eliminate the process uh, that i'm not advocating that but i mean we've got to talk about that right mm -hmm. i mean that's a reality and it it's one that we just kind of gloss over you know i mean you I, I, I guess I get a little frustrated. I guess I got to be careful, maybe. But, you know, you, you hear all the time. But it happens in every church, every faith. I don't care, right? You take the, the best-looking couple with the most kids and the smiliest faces and the perfect outfits, and you put them on the front cover of your bulletins, right? And say, this is what our <laughs> church looks like. You know what I mean, right? And yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't talk that conversation about you know, we've got some baggage and we've got some things that have got to be addressed. And these are rules in the church and these are rules for a reason. We can, we could, we could pull out the book of canon and argue and, you know, evidence why this is the case. And we see the biblical foundations and the, and the and doctrinal foundations in the catechism, but that doesn't, that doesn't make the process, you know, understanding does not make the process any easier to get through. Right. Right. I just got to go back to your analogy there about the perfect little, I, I do get tired of that. Like, let's put the, the face of the church should be the young family with all the little kids. And by the way, I love the they kids. all behave perfectly in this little <laughs> ideal, you know, and, and, and everyone's beautiful and, and well put, no, none of the kids have that weird hair in the back of their head. Cause they just, no one combed it in the morning, you know, cause you're struggling everything's perfect and we forget about and in the church and i love them too i love those people but the church lifts them and doesn't lift the other groups that are equal members sure. of the church we're all our single mothers with yeah single yeah. mothers you know our divorced fathers um you know i mean yeah why, why our blended why families count? that that yeah. are you know i mean come on that's that there's a lot more of them in the church than there are the, the pretty little the perfect families. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, Jenny, that, thank you for sharing that. No, story. that was huge. And I'm, and I, and I, there's do, inspiration in that yeah, story. Jenny. There is there's inspiration. inspiration. And, and you're right. Uh, I don't think people fully understand the struggle of going through an annulment. Mm -hmm. um, number one, which you have already done. Yeah. But number two, yeah. asking a, a, a spouse who is not Catholic 
at all and just wants to be married to a Catholic woman. <laughs> he is asked to go through all of those hoops as well. Nobody gets the struggle that that can create, right? And, you know, one thing that um, in our past that you taught me, you were the first person to ever say this to me, just to pose the question about, do you apply mercy or justice in a particular situation? That's the situation that needs mercy, right? You just hope that the priests and the deacons and the members of the church offer mercy in those situations. Amen. Right. Amen. I will tell you one of the beautiful things, as challenging as that's been, and it's been, I mean, it's a, been a four-year challenge now at this point, mm -hmm. um, but we're still faithful. I'm still faithful. My husband's right. still fully supportive. You know, he's, he wants this for me, wants me to be whole. Mm -hmm. faith, right? And isn't that a beautiful husband? Right. Isn't that, isn't that showing a marriage right there? Right. right. He's right. trying to get his wife to heaven. He's trying. He's trying to get his wife to heaven. <laughs> and the obstacles are the church. You know what? God bless him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is not an easy task for him. No. But I will say that the process itself for us, because we took it on very early after we got married, the process we had to go through to get his annulment required because he was a truck driver. There are like 62 questions and they are not easy questions. And because of the nature of his job, he can't write and drive. <laughs> it, it, you know, no. And so he would, he would, he would dictate and I would type. <laughs> oh my good. While he's driving, he'd talk it over he the phone. Tell me the answer oh, and we would I would I would type. And so we had the best conversation very early on. Very early on. We had conversations that I bet people 25 years married have never had. Yeah because of the nature of that, those questions and that experience. And so we started our marriage on a nice foundation. Right. And so there's, there's the blessing in that whole experience. And still to this day, you know, four years later, he's still trained, you know, he's like, I'm standing on his knee and he's trying to push my butt toward, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying climb on his back i don't know <laughs> you get there one way you he's, know you get me there somehow right yeah. but that's the other side too of the annulment process um you know we it is it is it is rigid it is uh, a process you know i i you know is it a hoop I, mean, I don't think so but it feels like it but there is a healing in there that process healing. that i i would argue mm -hmm. um and I would argue to anyone, isn't uh, readily available in any other way. Right. Um, that process of going through the annulment is just not a l church legality. Oh no. There's there is some grace in that right. process. Right. And 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 you know, I mean, I I've had an, an annulment, and mm -hmm. um, and you and I have talked about this before. Just that process and how it feels to go to really look at those questions and then really think about them after the fact about what was going on in that marriage or what what why did I make the choice that I made 
or what really happened when it fell apart. Mm. I mean, those are some, I mean, if somebody just asked you that, you could whittle off those questions, those answers very quickly. But when you're forced to examine that and be introspective about it, the answers are, are, are pretty deep. And they really cause you to say, wow, I, I didn't really make a decision. I didn't make a good decision there. Or, I mean, yeah. you know, it, 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 I don't know, it just felt so good, but it did take some time. And I encourage anybody to, I know people say, well, annulments, they just take too long and they cost too much money. And they, and they do. They don't cost any money much anymore. But the, the time, it is time consuming. And, and like, like your husband, you know, dictating it to you on the, it's not like one trip, he got them all done either, right? <laughs> you know, they take some time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's part of the process too. Yeah. Do the right thing and stand still and wait, right? And stand still. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jenny, thank you for that. Uh, I'm Thank you for that willingness to share that and that testimony. And um, I, I just, if there's anyone out, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll say this from someone who's had an annulment. If you, um, if that's what's preventing you from getting back into uh, the practice, right, of your faith, um, please take that step. It, um, it won't be an easy one. No. Um, and the first one, you know, it, it won't, but it is, it is worth it. And Jenny, that day when comes, um, you're, we're, we're going to all show up in the same church together and celebrate mm -hmm. mass together. Yes, we are. So yes, we're we really are. looking forward to it. Well, um, Jenny, we're, we thank you for being on the show today. Um, and um, I thank you. Yes, I just am happy to see you. I'm happy to I'm see you have this you. conversation. And right now, I, to be honest with you, Jenny, this conversation that we had today is like a thousand conversations we've had before. I that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on the podcast, because when we get to talking, um, we can be honest, we, we can be honest. Yeah. So that was great. And I appreciate your honesty. Yes. Yeah. So um, with that being said, we're going to wind down the podcast. We want to thank everyone for uh, listening on our episodes. I want to continue to ask you to uh, check us out. Our podcasts are coming out twice a month. Mm -hmm. uh, the second and fourth, uh, is that what we're on? We're on the second and fourth uh, Mondays of the month. And then Christina has a special episode coming out yes. the first Monday of the month. And uh, it's called the, One Thing. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you're going to say? No, I just you, interrupted you. No, it's right. called One Thing, not three, just one. No drinks, no books, but one story. One story. So this first one's a humdinger. So that one will come out uh, the first of February. Um, and oh, no, maybe. Well, I don't know. Jenny, out. I don't know when we're posting yours, but look, <laughs> as general, if you're interested in what we're doing uh, and you're listening, <laughs> uh, we come out twice a month with our Three Things podcast. And on the first Monday of the month, Christina has a One Thing podcast. Yeah. Jenny, thank you for being on the show. Um, and um, I can't wait till we get to see you in person. Oh, I can't either. Thank you, you too. Yes. Bye. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.